This is the Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do awesome things. And today I have Melanie Adolf. Yes. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. So, you know what, like, you know, we've talked a bit, but I I decided to save this one for the podcast because I wanted to get my reaction first. Your neck, your tattoo, what's it like? Does it hurt? All tattoos hurt. I, thank you. Because, like, you know, people are like, how come I don't have one? Like, I can't stand pain. Like, I can't even stand a needle for the flu shot. So, imagine doing that. But tell me about the next. Like, how long does it take? How does it feel? It depends on the tattoo artist. Some okay. are a little bit slower than others. So, you want to kind of pick one that might be a little quicker on the ball when you have sensitive areas because <laughs> um, like they're doing lots of work right yeah but the neck in itself is more of just a pep talk because when they get a tattoo they stretch and push down on the skin to make it flat while they're tattooing so they're pushing down on your neck so you have to have like a pep talk in your head that you can breathe you're not being strangled I everything like- is fine <laughs> everything is fine this is fine but then they'll try and like ask you questions like the dentist but you're like i can't talk tattooing my neck. Like, do you swallow and stuff yeah when- you have to keep breathing like you have to breathe through the tattoo you gotta swallow so it's like they'll be telling you stories and like talking to you and you're like i can't talk right now. <laughs> so like this is um do you remember the very first tattoo you ever had? Yeah, I got one when I was 16 without parental consent in a shady shop in Edmonton. How do you pull that off? They did not care. They did not <laughs> care at all. The lady was like smoking out her mouth. Was, oh like, my God. Leaned over me. It was, it was, it was an event. Where, where was it on? What was that, it? That was in Edmonton. No, um, no, like what buddy part? Oh, it's on my, it was on my hip. I had that covered. Many, many years ago. Because <laughs> bad choices when you're 16. What, what was it? It was um, a traditional cartoon baby devil. Uh, so Was it smiling? No, it was not smiling. It was angry. It was like the typical flash you get like back in the day at the tattoo shops. It wasn't like as kind of like how you can um, like adapt tattoos now and you can get them custom made. It was just like pick that off the wall. And oh that's what my God. Okay. And why did you decide to get a tattoo? My friends were doing it. Oh, okay. I actually told my whole family I would never get a tattoo because they're all fully tattooed, like their heads, everything all the way down. And I was like, I'm never doing this. <laughs> F you guys. And look at you now. Yeah, now I'm So pretty... what do they say now? Uh, well, some of them I don't talk to. And then my sister is tattooed as well. And they're fine. My mom actually hated that I got tattoos the first time I got one. She looked at me and she's like, Mel, you used to be such a beautiful girl. Now look at you. No man will ever want you. And then, but the funny thing is she said this when I was bringing her to meet my boyfriend for the first time. <laughs> and so he's like standing in the corner being like, hi, I'm over here. It was a really great event. Really great event. <laughs> okay, so um, like, do your tattoos have meaning or just like whatever? So my neck has meaning. It's for each of my daughters. It's their names and oh. their hand and their footprint. Oh, and the rest how are... long do you take to do that? That seems like super elaborate. So the, these two, like there was like three hours and then three or four and then just a couple hours in between. So not a whole lot, like under 15 hours. You didn't hours. do it all in one day though. No, no. These were like over a period of time. Oh, same person? Um, no, I actually had one done um, 
by my friend in Florida and then one done here. How do like how does that uh, be with tattoo artists? How does that work? Like you know, someone does a part and then I'm gonna finish up, or like, do they is a, is that an issue? It depends. So like, if you have an ongoing piece, like because you can get just get free standing pieces. Lots of people have piece work all over. Um, so you can go to a bunch of artists and get whatever you want. And sometimes like if you're getting a whole sleeve and it's like a cohesive thought, it's mm-hmm. best to stay with the same tattoo artist. Okay. A lot of tattoo artists won't step on other people's toes and yeah. complete other artworks. It's their art, so yeah. they want to complete it. But there's also people that have piecework sleeves, so they'll get different pieces from everyone. So oh. it kind of just depends on what's going on with that. Yeah, so yeah. like you can have it both ways. Mm. And so like I have piecework and then I have cohesive pieces as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's single and then stuff that goes. <clears throat> so your daughters and then any other one? No, the rest are just all nature-inspired. My whole theme on my body is nature. Why? I just really like nature. I like being in nature. I like camping. I like hiking. I'd rather be outside on a trail than in the middle of a city like <laughs> or around people. So it's like I do really well with that. And so it's like I really wanted to look at beautiful things on my body all the time Mm -mm. what was the last one you had i was redoing my back so i had my back completely lasered off and then i wait 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 wait. (laughs) so that's the thing where you like you know kind of remove the tattoo that was there yeah is it painful oh it was worse than the tattoo it was awful (laughs) so like how big was the was the piece on your back three quarters of my back so now how how many times did it take to remove the thing i had three sessions and how long is each session mine because it was so large it was about an hour an hour and a half so like you lie down and you don't yeah it was awful Is it loud? It well, like it makes like a like a elastic band sound like it's like, and it just it sucks. And so like the second time I actually what what does it do exactly? Because like the I know the 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 pain puts ink in your skin. Yeah. What does does the laser pretty much chop your skin off or? So actually, like so it does. It's not an open wound with the laser. It penetrates beneath the layers in the skin um where the ink is sitting, and it breaks up the ink, and then your body like absorbs it through like your kidney stuff and you just pee it out eventually and it takes Wait, about I'm sorry, so like there's a pee on your pee like block no no the... you, you don't see it oh, at all oh, it's, just... it's, like, it's, like, it's like nanoparticles <laughs> yeah oh my that would be weird yeah it's um, weird okay so so you do this thing three three different so it's yeah. like fucking almost five six hours to get it off yeah it wasn't great <sighs> and now you're putting stuff on it again yeah. why did you take the thing I was on and then how do you decide what you're going to put on? So I had my back down originally when I was like 19, 20. I was really young. And it was like just a big tree and it just wasn't kind of working with the rest of my body. But it's body. nature, right? Yeah, but it's just like, it was like, it just wasn't working like the, the artwork with the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. And so I had it, it wasn't fully removed. It was lightened extremely, like significantly. I had it actually on my Instagram because I had it done here, the removal. Mm. And then um, once it got light enough, the artist was able to put something else over top so right now i have a big um osprey with a snake osprey is a bird yeah right? and they're fighting and then i just and then it's like a, with a big red like moon in the background and then like there's going to be a background eventually but i haven't got that far <laughs> i haven't how, got that far how many hours have you walked on it now for just my back yeah just like, like you know just where you are at with the with the bird and the snake She's actually really quick, so we're under 20 hours. She's she's a really fast tattoo artist. 
Wait, this is a really expensive thing because I remember I talked to a tattoo artist and they actually charge hourly. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. But you're not getting it all done at once, right? Yeah, like, You can I know. save up for over like a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> like, some people spend money on clothes and some people fair spend enough. it on stuff and I spend fair my enough. money on tattoos. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. So you mentioned you had your first tattoo in Edmonton. You're not from Halifax? Nope. I moved to Halifax seven years ago. Oh, um, why did you move to Halifax? Just because like, wanted to. Like, that's, like, a huge travel. Yeah, well, so I grew up in Alberta, all over, and mm. then I moved to Toronto when my daughter was, my second daughter was three months old, mm-hmm. to kind of get to know my dad more, because I'd never grown up with him, and he lives in Toronto. Okay. Um, And then I just did not enjoy living in Toronto. How was, oh, okay. So, didn't there, enjoy you, living in Toronto, yeah. but how was, like, meeting your dad? Oh, I had met him before. Just oh, like a way oh, to like get oh, to know him gotcha. more, like actually okay. be in the same city, and and that went fine. Okay. Um, and then I just it wasn't Toronto just wasn't for me. Like I had to like drive like three hours to get anywhere to walk, and it yeah. was traffic. It's great to visit. I agree with you. But I, I, I agree can't. with you. It's too big. I'm too big of a city for me. Yeah, to it's too much. Like uh, when I usually go for festivals. Oh Jesus, Justin is gonna kill me. <laughs> I usually usually go to festivals or like you know to pitch stuff, mm-hmm. but you know it's like go spend a couple of days, come back, oh back home. Yeah, it's it's fun to visit. There's new things and yeah, like yeah. I don't have to like fight the traffic the, for <laughs> every day of my life. Okay, but then still, you know, you went from Alberta to Toronto. You could have, you know, there's still places you'd have yeah. gone to before you decided on Halifax. Just I wanted to be near the ocean because I'd never uh, lived near the ocean before, mm-hmm. and I just I didn't know anyone here, so I figured. Why well, not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. And then uh, you moved. Like, did it take you long to form a community here? I'm kind of a, a bit of a loner. I don't have a lot of friends. I probably have, like, less than five people I would say are, I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I know people and I'm kind of acquaintance with people, but I don't really hang out with anyone beyond, like, one or two people. Mm. And that's, like, very, like, every few months. I mm. tend to, like, just, like, do solo hikes or stick to myself or, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a weirdo when it comes <laughs> to that. I don't I understand social interaction really well. And so I've always been kind of a, a loner. But, so, like, your Instagram is a lot of people. There, Yeah, there's a lot of people on there. And I don't understand how I kind of got that <laughs> platform. Um, I, like, I used to post a lot more, like, risque photos. And I did a few... Um, uh, Boudoir shots with some local photographers because they asked and I just wanted to like have a new experience because I'd mm. never done that before and that kind of got some traction um, but then people stuck around so I guess they're <laughs> enjoying whatever I'm posting nowadays which isn't a whole lot like I and that of, is why yeah. I reached out to you oh god and that's why I reached out to you um CPTSD yeah was a C so it's complex post-traumatic stress disorder um so post-traumatic stress disorder can come from just, like, a event or multiple events. Like, you might see it with, like, military or, like, people been in car accidents or, like, pretty much anything. Um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder is a series of events over a long period of time. Mm. So I went through a lot of stuff in my childhood and formative years and even some, like, into my adult years that, like, kind of like affected me negatively mm-hmm. and it, it caused all these other issues afterwards so I just got diagnosed with that last year oh wow so I always thought it was just anxiety I always thought I, like I was just an anxious person and mm. that's what stopped me from like wanting to go and hang out with people and wanting to like form relationships and wanting to do a lot of anything and like I would always be like concerned but like it ended up just being like we figured out it's 
because of all of this. Mm. So now I do therapy and we work on better coping mechanisms and like staying present and being mindful of what's happening in the world mm-hmm. and with myself. And it's been going better, a lot better. So that's nice. Like I'm here. So <laughs> Thank I sh- you for I coming. Like, <laughs> so let's uh, uh, rewind a bit. What led you, you know, so you felt you were, you're dealing with anxiety, but what made you decide to go and actually find out like what the actual diagnosis is? So it kind of like, I always had my own form of coping mechanisms and I kind of just like, like made excuses for like my behavior. What were some of the coping mechanisms? Um, Like me, like I'd have to always drive. I wouldn't like go places where other people were driving. If I went somewhere, I wouldn't be with large crowds. I'd need to know where the exits were. I'd I'd have to like control what was happening a lot. Mm -hmm. I barely sleep and that's still an issue where it's like I'll get up and like walk around 20 times at night and check all the doors and windows and um, just like stuff like that. Like then it it started to hinder my life and Mm. become an issue. So that's when I decided to seek help and seek therapy and the first therapist wasn't a good fit, and then the second therapist was a much better fit. So that's who I so, found. So, I, I mean, I, I, how would you, like, how do you decide what's a good fit? It's just, like, I didn't find, like, the first one that was really getting anywhere. Like, I, I didn't feel like I was getting any sort of coping mechanisms or anything that was helpful. Mm-hmm. They just seemed to want to talk about the experiences and like relive them over and over and over. I'm like, I'm already doing this in my head 20,000 times. I don't want to continue doing this. Like that, those aren't going to go away. I would like to know how to like move on. So I'm not trapped in that cycle of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that feeling and that emotion and that memory and those flashbacks. And then this other one, she doesn't really focus on the why I am the way I am. It's more of how do I manage Mm -hmm. when things pop up? How do I deal with this anxiety? What can I do for coping mechanisms? What can I do when I'm feeling anxious or agitated or scared or, and we're working on my sleep because that's a big thing where I I barely sleep, but you kind of need to function in life a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we, those are ones that we're working on to just like have like a better life balance Mm -hmm. and not have it control me as much, which is preferable. Mm. So what is, what are some of the uh, coping mechanisms you've had now from this therapist? So we worked on like, um, like the grounding techniques and being more mindful and breathing techniques mm-hmm. um, and just like also some visualization techniques of like when things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I can like stick them on a conveyor belt. They're in a box. I recognize that they're happening there because something that we figured out that I was doing is I was trying to stay busy and I was trying to like always bake or go on hikes or do whatever to not acknowledge the feelings. Mm-hmm. So now it's more of accepting that the feelings are happening. They're there and then moving on from there. And mm-hmm. so Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's harder if there's things happening that make it difficult. Mm. But it, it's been a lot better. Like, I've been able to, like, kind of snap out of it faster or, like, at least recognize that's going on. Be like, okay, now I'm feeling anxious. This is why I'm feeling anxious. Mm. And then I can either talk myself out of it, like, this is a real anxiety or, like, this is never going to happen. Like, you don't need to worry about this weird what if of the world ending or something like mm. it's not going on right now so take a chill so that's been better so so i think it was march <clears throat> i think it was march and was it March? anyway covid happened mm-hmm. how was that for you it was actually like because i'm I, i'm already such like a loner like so i didn't really like miss <laughs> any of the community like everyone's like on zoom meetings i'm like no i do zoom therapy once every two weeks everyone's like i miss hanging out with friends i'm like 
Okay. My biggest thing was like, that you can't go on a nature trail. I was like, but why? I'm not around anyone. Can I please just go outside? Like, just let me go on a hike. That was my issue. Um, it was harder for my kids, obviously, because no mm. school and no friends. And then they're like, why can't we just go? I'm like, I, I know. Mm. I would also like you to go outside and to do things. So that was difficult when the lockdown was like so much more extreme. Mm. Um but I was already doing school online, so I went back to school full-time, so I didn't have to adjust there. What are you studying? I'm taking um, the business administration accounting oh, um, nice. with NSCC, and then oh, I plan on continuing that. accounting is the <laughs> devil. I, <laughs> I mean, you have to do it, but that's why you kind of pay for someone to do it, because I remember, no, no, no. And it's not that I'm bad with numbers. It's just, you know... They have to balance and what the fuck, man. I'm good with puzzles though, so I'm like, if something doesn't balance, oh. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll figure this out. Like, I'll get down to the bottom of it. So yeah, give I'm me a tip for this. puzzles. Do you start in the edges, then build inside, or do you just fucking build pieces as they come? Depends on the puzzle. I have one of those infinity puzzles where they're all the same color. What the f- what? Why would you even do that to yourself? Because it's a challenge. Why would no, no? Like I, I, I think I. I'd freak out. Like, um, so there's one uh that Monica has is the Beatles, you know, when they cross that the the thing, the, the sidewalk? No, yeah, they 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 do the crosswalk. Yeah. So the, the, there's that photo. But that kinda you know, you can kinda see, oh shoot, this is this guy's pants or that's the yeah. that thing. But like, why would you do one where everything is the same? How would you even figure it out? Well, because like, well, the, all the pieces are actually different sizes and shapes. So you start like find a middle piece and you kind of build out from there, and it's all circular. So you I'm just keep going. It's freaking me out just <laughs> listening to you say that. No, man. Okay, so let's go. So the infinity ones. How do you handle those ones? I do it in the middle and then keep going. It's it, it's nice and calming, so you don't have to do it all in one sitting. So if I'm feeling anxious, I can go do that. And then it f- makes me focus on the How do you puzzle. keep it, like, there? Especially with kids. It just sits on the table. Okay. On the dining table. Hangs out. And, and, and then if it's one way, it's like a photo, you know, it's a photo Yeah, photo. you can, like, take pieces and put them together and whatnot. But I'll do the edges on the photos first. Yeah, I and agree. And then I'll build in. Yeah, you do the edges first. And, like, I don't do puzzles because, like, they freak me out. And I think people that do puzzles, you do not want to mess with them because... <laughs> One, they are patient. Two, they are great with strategy, so they'll always win. They'll always win. And then three, I, I get confused. Like, I get confused. Like, I've, I've lived in Halifax for a while, and I still use a GPS for <laughs> My sense of direction is warped. Okay, so um, you do puzzles to cope. <clears throat> so your children, how many do you have now? I have two. Uh, um, how old are they? 11 and 8. And, um, like... Do you find that living with CPST, how does that affect your being a mother? Um, it doesn't really affect it so much. It'll affect it in the sense of, like, if they want to go to a big event, I'll ask their dad to take them. Okay. Or, like, something like swimming, I'll ask their dad to take them. So I, I feel like I miss out a little bit on that stuff because it'll stop me from doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like, small events I'll take them to. We'll still do all the normal things. Mm. We'll, like, do everything else that kids will do. Or we'll go to, like, we go to a movie or to the museum. We always go during the week, during the day when, when people... Not so not, busy, yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, I just kind of work around it so they're still getting everything that they want. Mm. Um, a lot of my anxiety will focus on them, though, because my anxiety from the events that happened in my life, I'll, it'll worry about if that'll happen to them. So I have to just have like pep talks in my head that they still have to be kids and they still have to like have a normal kid life and Mm. make mistakes. So it's like the big thing is like my kids started walking to school this year. And so we had to like 
go through all the like rules of what happens when you're walking to school because it's like a 20 25 minute walk and it's just it's something that just needs to happen she needs to have that like grown-up responsibility and that mm. sense of like she did this so <laughs> it just needs to happen and it's just a normal thing but my anxiety just like Ooh, yeah like, yeah i can't even imagine off. yeah but like did you know so we're we're doing great in atlantic canada and, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful but like it is still existing in a world corona um and then they are, the children they are going back to school right. how how do you handle that it's actually i volunteer at my kids school too so i do morning care um but it's what actually, is that so uh, there's kids that come before so between 8 and 8 40 before school starts so i help with morning care and like uh, volunteer okay. there All right. um but they've actually been really good. Like they're just so excited to be back at school, so they don't mind wearing masks. They don't, and they're getting a lot more outdoor classes. Oh. So like they're always like doing gym is 100 percent outside right now. And mm. the teachers are like, okay, let's just go outside. All the windows are open in the school to allow airflow, and they're able to like put their desks like six feet apart. And so it's it's actually like they're all really really pumped and they they'll remind me about their checklist before they get to school because they oh. have to go through the checklist like are you gonna ask us a checklist i'm like if you're asking me you you, you know, you know <laughs> the answers like that's so cool i'm like we haven't gone anywhere i'm like are you feeling different they're like no but you still need to ask me like, okay okay so i like, go through the checklist do you have a fever do you feel okay and so they're all, they're doing that to me so they're keeping me accountable and like they're like are you wearing masks i'm like yeah i got my mask mm. like i don't even have to remind them they're all ready to go yeah like, yeah so they're enjoying it so that's good and and like the cptsd that that's like with motherhood but like having relationships it can make things difficult because mm-hmm. like i could either have like an under or an overreaction In what way? to things so like under reactions like something could happen to somebody and like they might they might be like oh that's awful or whatever and like i'll be like yeah that's awful but like i won't know how to process it and so like i won't maybe give the, enough attention to it that needs to be given or I won't be able to recognize what's happening in the moment so I have to like do a little bit of reflection and come back or I could have an overreaction and just like get like really agitated but like I'm getting better at understanding that so like in the moment if I'm starting to feel agitated I'll go I'm feeling super like agitated I need to just be away for a little bit I need to like take some space I need to do this it's nothing on you this is like a me issue mm. and like they're just having that like vulnerability and like honesty has been really helpful and transparency for mm. that but like it used to like um and partners like with my anxiety and stuff like in the getting up and checking like now I make a checklist instead of getting up and checking so I can look at my checklist oh. at night which has been helpful and mm. um so like that used to be an issue with partners so like do you you have a partner now. Yeah. Do you live together? No, we don't live together. Have you ever like lived with a partner? No, oh, yeah. And like, would they? How how would they process the when you used to wake up at night? Um, they just kind of he just like dealt with it. It used to really drive him crazy because I would clean like obsessively for like two hours every night mm. to try and like bring myself down and calm myself down before going to bed, or I'd get up and check things. And he just he was a heavy sleeper, so mm. he didn't really notice too much (laughs) which was helpful because there's nothing he can do Mm. about it like nothing that helps and like so um and then my my current partner he he like will sometimes wake up when i have panic attacks and like try and like calm me down and other times he's just 
like sleeping and like dead to the world, which is fine. <laughs> but I just myself, like, I, I know they can't do anything. So it's like, I'm not yeah. expecting them to like yeah. wake up or do anything because it's just the way it is. Yeah. It's just kind of the process. And I'm trying to lessen that a little bit. But you know, there's a thing, and this is like, you know, guys, we are stupid. Like, we always feel we can fix something. Mm. You know, it sucks when you know you can't fix something. I actually say that too. I'm like, you can't fix this. Yeah. Cause like, he'll be like, I want to help. I'm like, I, I appreciate that, mm. but there's, you can't fix this. Yeah. Like, you, you just need to like either listen and go, mm-hmm, okay. Mm. Do you want like a cookie? Mm. Like, do you want me to give you space? Yeah. Like that type of thing. Yeah. But like, he just he gets frustrated because he does want to fix it, mm. and I'm like, you can't, you can't fix yeah. this. Like, this is just the way it is. I'm just going through the process. Like, yeah. it's gotten better, but there's definitely like still stuff that I'm working on. And how long have we been together now? Almost two years. Yeah, yeah, you know, I find that yeah. time also helps because, you know, like the first three months, it's like, oh my God, the fuck. But by six, eight, ten, two years, it's like, you kind of, you know, this is, it's it's just what it is. It's, it's this person and you're accepting them with all they are, right? Right, yeah. And it's like, that's like, that's what it is. You just have to accept everything for what it is. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, as long as like, if you have issues, as long as people are working on the issues and making some sort of, progress like mm. that's great because it's but it doesn't happen overnight change doesn't happen overnight Mm-mm. and especially with stuff with mental health like it can be a long kind of road and different things can pop up even when you think something's settled and mm. something else so it's like you're never quite stopping like learning or stopping changing so it's mm-hmm. like you have to like not be put into that box which is really important i find yeah 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 no <clears throat> and um what a some things that you do to make a relationship work um he's really busy with like his kids and his job and stuff so like i try and like be accommodating in the sense of like going to him to his house because he has to like deal with a million things and going to work or like i'll book like or he'll book something and he'll be like okay can you meet me at work at six and we'll go for dinner and like it's just like it's more like logistics type thing and like before covid like he would he'd like to make like little weekend trips away because he has like a bajillion miles from the visa from his work so he get he get free trips so he's like let's go here which is really busy so yeah. like we did that back in february we went to we went to new york which was hard Wait, for me were you coming back during covid well this was before all that covid oh, stuff happened oh, like oh. covid was there but like Everyone was wasn't sure what was sure going what on. Fuck, yeah. So we went to New York, and then, like, four weeks later, he got shut down. I was like, oh, man, I'm so happy I didn't get COVID while we were off. <laughs> Like, we were in a very busy place. Yeah, like, and New York was kind of epicenter of it. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I remember, um, like, there was a kind of a drone shot of just, like, oh, man, New York had the worst of it. One of the worst. At least in the U.S., New York had a really, really not-so-good experience. Um, mm-hmm. So... I reached out to you because, like, you know, Instagram, like you said, you have photos of you there and stuff. But beyond the photos is the captions. Your questions are so personal. Yeah. Like, what made you decide to do that first? I feel um, there's too much, like, too much positivity sometimes on <laughs> social media. And it kind of turns into the toxic where everyone's like, wow, they're... Like, life is great. Like, they look great. They're doing all these great things. Everything must be perfect. And that's just not real life. Yeah. Like, everyone's going through yeah. shit. Everyone's <laughs> dealing with shit. And I just, I kind of got sick of seeing just constant positivity. Because I'm like, that's not real life. You're not going to tell me you didn't have maybe, like, an argument or you got annoyed with someone or, like, your partner did something that ticks you off that mm-hmm. day. And you don't have to say every little thing. No, yeah. But, like, 
I I think it's just people aren't being as transparent as what they maybe should be. Mm. Like sometimes, like I really appreciate the like I follow accounts where they're like they might have like ninety percent positive, and then they're just like, you know what, I'm having a really tough time. This is going on, and that just you know they're human and it's, it's nice because you can relate to them on that level and mm. you're like hey I feel that way too and then you feel less alone and then when I started posting like about like my anxiety my CPTSD and the mental health journey people mm. were like I really appreciate this and some people reached out and said that they went and asked for help because of that because they were feeling so alone they didn't feel like they could talk to anyone mm. and hearing other people that didn't seem like they struggled actually having struggles mm. was helpful to them and so even if it helps one person, I'm glad that that is helping someone because it just, it needs to happen. Like, I'm, I'm just so tired of the constant in your face, everything is sunshine and rainbows when everything is not sunshine and rainbows. I like, agree. That's not how it is in the I real agree. world. Uh, Monica always says, like, when someone just puts the best photo, you know they are going through some hard times. I'm like, okay, maybe. But, like, when you see that, you think about it, it seems true because, like, there's no way you are that happy, you know? Life happens mm-hmm. and we deal with it, yeah, but, like, we can't always say, oh, no, life is golden and golden and golden and golden when it's not. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes, like, people are trying to, like, say that to themselves so that mm. maybe their situation isn't as bad. It's, it's like, a way to um, kind of disassociate from maybe what's going on in their lives. Mm. Um but like also might be a disservice for them at the time, but they they're just not there yet to like to understand that, or they just don't like you know it's TMI. Some people don't want to share everything in their life. True. But I'm a very blunt human being. Yeah, yeah, that's um, very true. Yeah. That is so, very like, true. I I'm like you, I'm what you like. What you see is what you get. You can ask me anything. If I don't want to talk about something, I'll just say no. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't want to discuss this. But I'm a very open book. Like. I will sit there and like list all the crappy stuff that I've done in my life and all the good stuff because it's like the bad comes with the good and like I'm not an angel. I'm mm. definitely probably a villain in a few people's <laughs> stories, which is fine because they're all everyone's a villain in someone's story. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just think like talking about it is where that growth is and. You know, like, people get stuck in a box. They're like, you're only this. You're only this person. Mm. If you hurt someone or you did something good, they'll only think of you in that way, and they mm. won't allow you to grow or yeah. have that growth. But, like, I'm 34 now. I'm not the same person I was a, a year ago, 10 years ago. Like, if mm-hmm. I was the same 20-year-old, this would be not a great time <laughs> in my life. Like, yeah, 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 like you're yeah. always going to go through periods of growth, and yeah. I think it's really important to show other people that that's what's happening. Mm. And I don't know. It's like, I, like I said, I don't have a lot of friends. So it's like, I don't really have anyone to impress. I don't really <laughs> care. Like, people are going to take it or leave it. They can unfollow. They can follow. I'm not sitting there taking out sponsored ads to like tell people to follow me. I'm just like, I'm just there hanging mm. out. You can come around or not come around. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah. I love, and that is why I re- reached out to you. Um, I'm having a fun time and. We are kind of rolling up to the end, but I have this one last question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so picture someone out there. It doesn't have to be exactly what you're facing or uh, challenges you have, but say something similar. What kind of advice would you share? Um, I just think people need to get a little more comfortable with asking for help, and maybe not even necessarily help, just being or putting up a boundary of being like. I have too much on my plate. I can't do this. Or I would really like it if someone could help me with this. Mm. Or um, 
just finding anything because like that's the thing is like I had a really hard time asking for help like if I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm just like I just have to do it I'm just gonna do it on my own because that's all I knew and Mm. so it was hard to go to the doctor it was hard to put the steps in motion and like just talking to people and like not everyone's gonna listen and not Mm. everyone's gonna care which is fine and you're not entitled to anyone else's time so I I think like a really good thing sometimes is asking people like um, do you have space to talk about this right now? Like, mm-hmm. do you have space to like hold this for me or to talk to me about this? And some people might say yes, some people might say no, but then not to take that personally because they're also going through all of their own stuff mm-hmm. that you can't take what they say is personal all the time. Like even if they're having a bad day and say so they get agitated with you, it might be because they're having a terrible time that they just don't want to talk about. And True. like so many people internalize that and go, well, fuck that person. They're a bitch or they're an asshole. Not realizing that that person might have 50 other things happening and they didn't even realize that they were rude to you or did something that upset you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like having a conversation, like communication is 100% yeah. above board and what is important in life. Communication is super important. Man, Melanie, thank you so much for coming, sharing, and and I can't wait to, you know, so when do you think the back will be done? Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) Right now, I'm, you know, living that mom in school life and student life, so that stuff's expensive. (laughs) I don't know, a couple years, maybe? Maybe. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.